it tastes sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Hey darling, sleeping on the blacktop Hey darling, running through the trees, honey Hey darling, leaving for the next town Listen, my Good morning and welcome everybody to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast I am Shane Poor here as always with Christian Gardner Howdy, howdy it is Sunday, December the 4th. We are leading into the last week of deer rifle season here in western North Carolina. Ooh, yeah. And it's been an interesting season. Super interesting. I mean, we've Not got... how I pictured it at all. <laughs> it never is. Yeah, I mean, is. it never goes the way you think it's going to go. But it's been an awesome deer season for us here with the Appalachian Holler Hunters team. We've got a lot of deer killed. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot of deer still left killed. I a mean... <laughs> There's still a lot of empty tags. Yeah, there's still a lot of unfilled tags for certain areas, certain people. Yeah. Can't say can't say I'm one of those people, but uh, yeah. <laughs> there are things have changed since last podcast just a little bit. Just a we'll get into bit. that just a, in just a few minutes. Uh last podcast when we talked to you guys, we were just going into bow season. Well, actually we were about halfway through bow season on the last podcast. Parker had killed her first deer. Yeah. Um I had two tags still left to kill. We talked about your Tennessee velvet hunt and all that good stuff. And and bear season was cranking up. Yep. And you've been able to do quite a bit of bear hunting that first season. Yeah, we've done a lot of bear hunting. And about like deer season, bear season didn't go quite as planned either. (laughs) It's just one of those things. We we were discussing this before we started recording. Bear season, bear hunting in general is probably the hardest thing to film. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else out there. It's hard enough to kill one, let alone get it on video. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you're never in the right place. Right. Where you are dealing with an animal that you don't know where it's going to be, it's you're running. Yeah. It ain't still hunting. You don't, you're not set up in one spot where you know it's going to come at some point in time. It's, you've got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of acres that, yep. who knows where it's going to show up and if you're going to be in the right spot to catch him on video when yeah. he crosses a road. Well, or, not to mention you're hunting with... 20 other people right it's as much likely to walk in front of them as it is you so right one so, man with a camera makes it makes it hard to get tough. it on video and these bear tough. up here we we tree them every once in a while but most of the time they're killed on the ground yeah there's a lot of if it's a bigger bear it's going to be killed on the ground yeah you know, we've, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast and and it's this season was definitely one of those <laughs> Just, yeah whoever's close it's on the ground they've turned dogs up get in there and get it get it done yeah so there's a lot of bear killed this year um we've got quite a few videos to put out you know coming out and uh it is just interesting yeah <laughs> to say the least yeah you know uh, i was trying to think of some of the stories there was a lot more just mishaps like just aggravating stuff than anything it's part of it yeah you know like you know what we'd go all week long and out of one of those days we might tree a small bear yeah you know we had a couple bear we had that were that we knew were over 500 pounds big bear for especially for around here yeah and we would turn on them and this that and the other happened somehow well we end up on a 100 pound bear or an 80 pound bear or whatever well the thing is there's so many bear so up here right now i mean many. the population has just exploded yeah every female bear it seems like i'm this isn't not actually happening but I'd say half of them have three cubs. Yeah. We've got a lot of them I mean, that that's have not, four. I mean, it's not say, uncommon. You're not that far off of that because every, every sow and cubs I've had on camera has been at least three. Yeah. I haven't had any picture of any bear that has had two or less. Yeah. None. Yeah. And I think Sam's about in the same boat. I think he might have one 
sow that's got two cubs, but yeah, and the when you get three or four. that kind of number of bears in the woods and that much scent in the woods, it's it's hard for the dogs. I mean, it's hard to get yeah. on. Even if you get on a big bear, he crosses the trail with a mom and a bunch right. of cubs. Well, that's that's I mean, just it. The dogs smelling bear scent. Yeah, they're not smelling. This is a 500 pound bear scent. This yeah. is an 80 pound bear scent. Yeah. It's all the same. They it's don't all, know no different. They're yep. just after one thing, and that's a bear. Yep. And they do their job. You know, yeah. it, 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 we've, like I say, we've put we put a lot of bear up trees this year, just small bear and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's know. one thing about the dogs. They don't trophy hunt. No, they don't. They do that's not exactly, discriminate. <laughs> no, they do not. If it's black, it's gone. Yeah. So they don't care a bit. So, but yeah, that bear season was just a cluster. Well, and I've like. heard that from other groups that we're not videoing with. Yeah, I'm real good friends with some guys. They uh, turn loose on some of our property every once in a while, and they said the first two weeks they said all we run was leggy bears. Yeah, that they, was it. they didn't kill a single bear the first two. Weeks. And these guys are killers. They kill a bunch of bear. Yeah, and they just couldn't get on one. I yeah, mean, they was... just every bear they run was either too small and they had to let it go, or put their dogs in a in a bad place and some rock yeah. cliffs. They were telling me about hunting down in one area and they had to rappel down in and get the dogs off rock cliffs and stuff like that i mean it's crazy yeah i mean it's just been insane this year well not only that the weather this year is so different than what it has been say the last five six years yeah normally first bear season is still warm it's good to go yeah this year we had this we had a cold cold front front. yes and it froze everything down i mean snowed a day or two Mm -hmm. you know First bear season felt more like second season. And yep. second season, you know, we've talked about this as well, it's notorious. Bear don't really hibernate, so to speak, around up in here, but they will lay up. Yeah, they'll be in the cold and not move a whole lot. And that's, to an extent, that's about what happened to this yep. this year, you know, for first season. Well, and the crazy part was as soon as first season was over, it warmed back up. Yeah. And the bear come back out. I mean. Yep, we've got more bear on camera right now than we had, yep. you know, the weeks leading up to bear season. Yep. You know, we've got a ton of bear right now. Yeah. But is what it is. Hopefully, I mean, just for the sake of bear hunting itself, I kind of hope it stays warm and warms back up because yeah, if it gets cold like it did for first season, second season is going to be just as rough, if not tougher, than yeah. first season was. Yeah. Well, and when it's colder, the scent's harder for the dogs to pick up. I mean, there's a lot of different yeah. factors that make it rougher to bear. Yeah. Hunt. When it, it it's dry. Yeah. If we don't have no snow or nothing, you know, it's dry it's dry it's hard to track so yeah. i mean it's just there's a lot of factors leading into it you know so just like we mentioned it, it's just been a cluster of one thing i don't know we hunted i don't know that we missed hardly any days of bear hunting this year yeah. you know somebody had a track somewhere had a bear on camera somewhere about every day of first bear season but it was just the fact of you know just small little things like end up on somebody's land you can't harvest bears so you gotta go pull dogs off or yeah run into parkway or whatever you know just just a lot of stuff like that happened this year yeah so but that's part of it you'll have stuff like that yeah and just coming from a deer hunting perspective i really hope they absolutely take them out the second bear season because they have been rough i've got one spot that i had to completely abandon this year because i've lost four cameras to bear and i mean it's it's crazy they just i've got one bear up there that's got a bad attitude and every time he sees a camera he slaps it off the tree and he eats it just puts a tooth hole right through the lens on it and (laughs) I'm so fed up with that bear, and they can't. They tried the whole first season to get on him. They couldn't get on him. He would not be there when they were hunting, and these guys didn't have a whole lot of people to hunt with them, so they weren't hunting every day. And it just, it's been tough. I mean, it's been frustrating. Oh yeah. And, well, Sam's had the same problem. He's got a bear too that's just determined to find the camera and eat it. And, and eat put it. it up. He, it's yep. just you'll have 
that well long. even when you put them in boxes and stuff with these tacticams the, the antenna is still sticking out yeah and if nothing he's else you reach up and rip the tan rips the antenna off and yep. it's ripped the housing out of the camera and then you're done and so it just makes it tough but they finally these groups over here finally started getting on some bears um sanctuary hunt was really good for them and that helped me out a ton because oh, yeah. we we have that one property that they run them into the sanctuary off of and i think they killed three off of our property yeah, that's so pretty good. that helped us out a ton God, yeah that's which was funny the next week there was a hammer showed back up in there i mean a bear big bear really yeah probably four plus it was a big old bear showed back up and i seen it to him oh. he's like you got to be kidding me because i mean oh, they God. were killing some decent ones but they were not huge they were 200 yeah. i think a couple of them were right around 201 was yeah. like three something yeah but yeah they got all the little bears off of it then a big bear showed up. that's about right sounds like deer hunting too that's, that's the way it always goes yeah that's, a, that's exactly how it goes about like your scenario yeah don't no, no, yeah. me wrong well we'll get into that in a minute yeah we'll get into yeah. that in a minute but but yeah so second bear season will be here we got one more week of deer season left and then second bear mm. season comes in next week so yep. it'll be here for the and cow. deer season's almost over rifle season's almost over rifle it goes back to bow but still yeah buck only basically after rifle season it gets tough deer hunting up here yeah you can make it happen but it's just yeah that i'm gonna put it to you this way it's done cold it's 30 some degrees yeah i sat we've sat all week long and uh i'm ready for turkey season <laughs> let's go ahead and put it that way i've done had turkey calls out at the house i've annoyed kevin and melana both to death with it so yeah braden but i've i've run them i've just yeah, 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 I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Warm weather, turkey hunting. That's what yep. I want. I'm ready for turkey season, too, and we're going to get into that in just a little while. Uh, I've got an update on turkey populations and stuff up here. It's oh, yeah. looking better. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. But And then I guess next thing we need to go into is deer season. Yeah, let's get back into deer season. You've like, had a inner, like we say, we mentioned this last podcast. It was, Lots happened since the last podcast. Yeah. And like you said, last podcast we were talking about how slow my deer season was going. Yeah. Like, I got into muzzleloader, and that's usually when, when I happens. do some work, yeah. And my muzzleloader season was kind of a flop. I did shoot one deer and didn't find it. Yep. And it just, it was tough. Yeah. But like you said, at the end of the first bear season, which is also bow hunting for deer, we had the cold front of yep. all cold fronts come in. Yes. And I actually capitalized on the front end and the back end of it um we have a deer that we have called swoops we've been after him we've talked about him on the podcast several times and we've been after him for a while and after muzzleloader season i took information that i had gathered while i was muzzleloader hunting because that was the deer i was hunting i ended up shooting a different one but i saw him and i saw where he was coming from and so me and jonas the boy that works here with us we got together and took a ladder stand up and hung a new set yeah it was a place that i've looked at several times i've actually tried baiting there and just throwing a camera up a couple years ago didn't really have anything on camera there right and i kind of just set it aside i was like i'm not doing anything with this spot because we never hung a stand we just trying to see what was there but i saw where this deer was coming off the mountain i watched him do it two or three days in a row and he just wasn't getting over into gun range in time it was just too late right and now that we're back with bow in hand even with a crossbow, you've got to be within 50 yards. Right. I mean, 50, 60 yards. So you're going to have to get close. Right. And so we snuck in, one, in there one day at lunch, and we hung a new ladder stand. And it's a 20-foot single-man ladder, and we just it's really exposed on the front side. 
there's not a lot of cover on it. You've got a whole lot of back cover. It's in a good size yeah. tree, and it's got a big old oak right beside it. So I thought we could get away with it, and yeah. but the wind's going to have to be perfect. We wait two weeks, and <clears throat> the wind just wasn't right for it, just wasn't right for it, and I wasn't going to hunt it on a bad wind. Right. And I was getting pictures of this deer. When we hung the stand, we threw some stuff out for him just to get him to stop in front of the camera. Right. And he was there every day. Right. I mean, every freaking day, and a lot of times during daylight. I mean, I had a ton of daylight pictures, but I wasn't going to try him until the, the wind was right. Right. And I just so happened to get a, a Saturday evening when the wind was perfect. And Parker was with her grandma, and so I'm I'm going in. All the conditions were wrong. It was hot. It was like 65, 70 yeah. degrees. It was right before that cold front was supposed to hit, yep. but it was hot. You look at DeerCast. It said bad. It didn't yeah. say poor. It, it said bad. bad. It was yeah. like there was no reason other than the wind to go hunt that evening. And right. I just... I ignored every other sign that told me, go do something else today. This ain't going to happen. Right. And I was even late getting in the stand. Cody called me right as I'm getting my yeah. stuff together. And he's talking about this and talking about that and talking about this. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm actually packing my backpack up <laughs> and walking up the road. I'm 120 yards from my deer stand. Yeah. And he's like, really you're awful late <laughs> it was his exact <laughs> words i mean that was his exact yeah. words he goes you're awful late you're going to just screw it up i was like i know but i've got to i've got to try it gotta try it. i've got to try it so i get to the stand and i had already or no i had my camera arm in the bag yep. this is a ladder stand in a tree so there's no tripod had to hang yep. a tree arm and had the big camera hang the tree arm get everything ratchet strapped to the tree trying to be as quiet as possible but it's impossible with a ratchet strap to oh, be 100 yeah, percent quiet no put the tree arm on get the big camera out and i had put the new base because my tree arm base is different from my right. tripod base put the base on it set it on there it's the wrong freaking base apparently mm. i have three bases instead uh -huh. of just two i have no clue what that third base is for <laughs> don't have a freaking clue i still to this day have not figured out what that camera base is for but oh, it was gosh. on my spotting scope yeah and i was like i put it on there so i could i thought for sure i had the right yeah. base I, I had a reasoning in my mind i'm not sure what that reasoning was but in my mind there was a reason for that to be the correct base right so i'm like crap and i i remember i texted you and I said, yeah, I the freaking you. base won't work. And you're yeah. like, well, that figures. This is going to be the day you're going to see a hammer. Uh -huh. I, I remember that conversation remember, we had. Yeah. And so after you kind of threw me into a little guilt trip there, <laughs> I went to scrambling for ways. How, how can I attach my freaking phone to something to get it work? And I had it. I've got a magnet on the back of my phone. I had it like on the <laughs> shooting rail on the tree stand, but yeah. it wouldn't stay exactly right. I'm like, this ain't going to freaking work. Yeah. And I get to looking around. I've got my pull rope made out of paracord to pull my bow up in the yeah. stand. And so I turned the camera tree arm around backwards and I put my cell phone on it and I take that paracord and I just wrap it and wrap it and wrap it yes. and get it tied up there where it's aiming. Right. It, it's not ideal, but it worked. If it, it, it was, it I could, I could see the bait pile with it. I could shoot to where the deer was supposed to come. And so I messed with it several times because you want to, in that situation is stressful enough. You don't want right. to be like feeling, and I had everything like where it was going to be on 4k everything right. was going to be perfect so i was like well in the odd chance that this actually does happen this is going to work and i swear it wasn't like 10 minutes i sat back <coughs> still had plenty of daylight i mean right. it was still early i sat back in the stand and i've got a big oak hill to my right and going up to another person's property yeah 
they always kill some big deer up there and that and there's a big bedding area on the backside. I mean there's there's it's just a great spot. Right. And then to my left is the Christmas tree field. It's just a really pretty spot. I don't know why I haven't hunted this before now. But just nothing ever panned out right for right. it. But everything's looking good. I glance up the hill to my right and just see freaking tines coming down the hill. And I knew immediately holy crap there comes swoops and he's coming he's quartering like angled right down the hill headed toward the bait pile and i'm like this is this is actually going to happen and the way this thing sets up they have to you can see up there in a couple spots on the hill you can see them coming down yeah then they get behind a bunch of crap and you can't see them until they pop out which is perfect because if you see them coming down you can go ahead and get the cameras turned on get everything going go ahead and get your bow ready or which in this case like i said i didn't have any front cover so i took a crossbow like there's no drawing a bow in this stand not when after the leaves fall it's done everything was exposed so i had my crossbow with me go ahead and get the crossbow up and when he pops out he's already in range right so i get the camera turned on the cell phone turned on (laughs) and he pops out and turns and comes right to the freaking he's there i mean he's he's right right there but he's facing me and so I'm sitting there and sitting there, and it seemed like forever. The videos, I don't know, it may he may have been there a couple minutes, but it just seemed like an eternity. When the deer's oh, standing yeah. at 40 yards, you're like, holy, I'm like, it's yeah. happening. So I'm standing there waiting for him to turn, waiting for him to turn. And I had a, he was basically facing, he was quartered away just a hair. Right. But I had a shot right there. And I was really debating. I mean, I had a good steady rest. I knew exact, exactly what range he was when he was standing right. there. I was like, I could squeeze that and run that arrow. I mean, it's like you had an opening straight to his heart. Right. But I was like, I don't know. There's a lot of people give us crap about that. And right. This plays into the next story. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, what kind of crap are we going to get on YouTube for me taking a facing shot? Right. Because, I mean, I've been studying this shot a lot. If you can make this shot, the deer's done. Right. Like, he'll run 40 yards because you take out heart you take out the lungs you take out the gut i mean you take out everything right. it's gonna make a mess but um, the deer's done right if you can make the shot and in that moment i was 100 percent sure i could make that shot but then i was like well let's just hold off because i don't want to put us in a situation right. where we're catching a bunch of shit on youtube right. and stuff like that and i'm because they are definitely yeah i'm letting outside i'm let yeah and i'm letting outside influences Determine, uh, yeah, determine what the heck I'm going to do in that situation. And <laughs> yeah. all this is going through my head right. while there's a 130-inch eight-point standing yeah. in front of me. I'm like, so I hear something else coming down the hill, and I kind of glance up to my right, and there's another little buck on the hill. Look back to the deer I'm trying to shoot. He turns and starts walking away. And I'm like, oh, crap. I'm talking with my hands. I'm pulling at you. I'm yeah, hitting yeah, the microphone. It, so he starts walking <laughs> away. And so I don't even look up at the camera. I grunt, grunt. <laughs> And I'm figuring the way he's walking away, he was at 40 yards. Yeah. And I'm like, he's got to be 45. So I pull for 45 and squeeze, and I high shoulder him. Yeah. But he runs across the field where I can watch him the whole time. And I get some video of him running away. He goes across the field up the other side and runs in the woods. I see him stop. And in the video, you hear me say, I, he just went down. He just, I swear I saw that deer go down. Right. 100% in my head, that deer's going to be laying in those rhododendron oh, yeah. over there. So I get all excited like I do and yell at oh, the yeah. camera and do my thing. And that's just, I can't help it. That's right. just my just reaction. Yeah, but um, get done. Call you. Call Cote. Yep. And Cote's like, you got to be freaking kidding me. I just talked to you like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. 
<laughs> and I was like, well, I just shot him. Yeah. So we get done, and I review the footage, and I see where the shot hits as he's running away. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to give him a little while. So I go up to Dad's house, and we eat supper and just hang out, and then me and him go back and look. And we pick up blood immediately where he crossed and went into the woods and then find where I thought I seen him go down, find a bunch of wallering. He's not there. The deer's not there. Not. And so, but I've got a ton of blood. I'm like, he's going to be here somewhere. Right. We follow blood and follow blood. And from where I shot him to where he went in the woods is a good 200 yards. Right. Like, and he bled like crazy all the way across the field. And I'm thinking... This deer ain't going nowhere. Like, he's going to be laying in here somewhere. Make a big old loop through this block of woods, and he comes back. We blood trail him back to the edge of the field. He comes back out in the field 15 yards from where he went in, and that's where we lost blood. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is a deer we have so much history with. The deer got shot last year by one of the neighbors and survived. Yep. So I'm like... What the heck do we have to do to kill this freaking deer? I told Dad, I was like, I'm going to go borrow my buddy 50 cal for rifle season if we don't find this deer. Like, I'm not taking any more chances. This deer this deer is like freaking Terminator. Yeah. So the Thank next you. day we come back up here and we start tracking again. I call some buddies. I got one buddy with a bloodhound, another buddy with a little terrier mix that's tracked a bunch of dogs. We start grid searching. And I mean, we walk this property all over the place and then i've got my basset hound he's got a dang good nose on him we can't find anything and i kind of the night when we were tracking i forgot to tell you this the night when we were tracking i went and got a thermal optic yeah thinking maybe i could pick up heat signature i i picked up a heat signature kind of in the woods down below my house in a thicket and it was it was big but then when i went over there i seen there was a, a feral cat over there and I was like, I just dismissed it as that. Yeah. But then I got to thinking, maybe that ain't, maybe that wasn't what I seen because right. it looked like it was just moving real slow and kind of disappeared. But right. either way, the next day, the bloodhound starts hitting in that block of woods. But the gator was coming around. The handler, the boy that owns the dog, he's like, ah, he's just, because the gator's coming around, he wants to go for a ride. He's not. So we right. just dismissed it as that. Right. Well, Needless to say, we don't find the deer. He's not around. We can't pick up any more blood, so we give up on him. Yeah. And the next evening, I come home from work, and I hear my basset hound down in the woods, kind of around the hill from that block where I thought the dog had picked up sign. Right. Basset hound's raising cane down there. I'm like, I look at Parker, I said, Waffles is on something. And so she stayed up at the house. And I snuck down in the woods. Yeah. And there's the dog and there's swoops. Sitting there. Yeah. He is almost dead, but he his head was still up. Right. But the dogs bait him and right. he won't get up. So I'm able to get the dog away from him, call the dog back away from him. He didn't even run when I called the dog back. So I go back to the house and get my stuff and go back down there and finish him. Right. And that was that was it. That, 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 that was, was the end that of was it. Story. It was just it was stupid luck. And, right. I mean, it just, it's not the way you want it to happen. Right, obviously. But we got the deer. Yep. The meat didn't spoil. The cape is still perfect. Everything's fine. Everything's I mean, good. all's well that ends well, right. I guess. It's not, we didn't get the recovery on camera and the high right. fives and all yeah. that crap, but we still got it. Still we still right. got him done. Right. But, I mean, I swear it's about a fitting end to the way 
that deer's life has went. Right. I mean, just it just, I told dad whenever I, to live. yeah, <laughs> whenever I cut him open, I fully expected it to be like a robot. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I yeah. was expecting to open him up and it'd be a Terminator deer. Yeah. But hit lung, whenever we opened him up, one lung was completely collapsed. He was running on one lung. Uh, how he lasted a day and a half, I'll oh, never know. Yeah, that was crazy. But he was, he was going out. Right. Like, he would have laid right there and I would have found him because yeah. where we found him, he wasn't 75 yards from my house down in there's some thicket that leads in some open woods that's where he yeah. was living i mean he he had went yeah. back to his bedding area and laid yeah. down back to his bedroom so luckily my basset hound was able to close the deal for me yes. he got an extra big treat that <laughs> Pull night. It for waffles. yeah yeah cook that dog a steak <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so waffles got him a deer this year i couldn't find his tag so i just used one of mine yeah there you go <laughs> But that was the end that of the was, saga of swoops, and yeah. I was tickled to death. Parker was a little mad at me, but I'd say just a little bit, just a little bit. But she's always a good sport about it. Yeah, though. she is, and she was pumped about it. She's she told me me or her could kill that deer. Right. I was like, what about dad? And she said, nope, Chucky Bear can't kill that deer. Yep, but it's gonna have to be me or you. <laughs> but it worked out. It worked out it's great. I was tickled deer. to death. I, Gosh, I'm yeah. super excited to close the door on that deer. Pretty I mean, deer at that too. Yeah, I mean, 200 deer. pound body, big old, big old heavy mature North Carolina mountain buck. I mean, he just, yeah. he's a beautiful deer. And yeah, we got good video of him. Great too. video. The videos, and then it's all the next thing you know. I don't know what a couple of days, and all of a sudden, deja vu. Well, we had a deer that we called Swoops 2.0 because, and the reason being, these deer were using the same area. And we'd get yep. a picture one, and he'd look five, and then a picture one, he'd look four, and a picture he'd look five. They just, I couldn't, I didn't know there were two right. until I finally got a picture of both of them together. And I'm like, right. holy crap, that's the reason we can't talk, figure right. out whose body was bigger is because they're together. Right. And Parker seen that, and she's like, well, we're going to just gonna have to call him Swoops 2.0. Yeah. And so after I killed Swoops, she's like, well, that's fine. Swoops 2.0 is mine. And I'm like, yeah, about that. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> there's i mean my hypocrisy has its bounds i guess <laughs> there's just so much i can do here yeah and so like i say after all this is done two days later here comes this cold front right and i mean it moves in and sure enough cold let me rephrase that cold front cold front about 20 daggum degrees cold front in the teens yeah it front. was cold i mean it was down near 10 degrees at night i mean cold. it was freaking cold but Swoops 2.0 is now the king of the castle. Mm-hmm. And guess where he starts showing up? Every day. Same, Same freaking ladder stand. Daggum right. And so I am not able to hunt through the week because I've got my young and I've got all this stuff with her we got going on. Right. This deer's showing up every day and it's killing me. The wind has been perfect all week for that spot. Yeah. Like I waited two weeks to get one day that the wind was perfect. Now every day is perfect and I can't hunt. Yep. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yep. Saturday's coming. She's going to grandma's house. I've got an evening open. The wind is right. <coughs> Everything's perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting, I got some stuff I need to do around the house. I'm going to get this crap done early. I'm getting in the stand early. And I did. Yep. I was sitting in the stand at one thirty. And this time, I had the right base for the camera. (laughs) I mean, I had the big camera. Everything's right. Yes. I sat there, and my teeth chattered until it almost knocked them out. I froze my butt off thinking this deer's going, because he had been out early a couple days. He had been out at like 3 o'clock. Yeah. And at this point, it's getting dark at pretty much 6 o'clock. His last shooting light, 5.50, something like that. 
This is the right. last Saturday of bow season. Monday, rifle season comes in. So this yep. is the last chance to get it done with a bow. And I'm sitting there freezing my butt oh, off. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I really want to get this done before the Orange Army hits the woods. Because oh, especially yeah. back there, rifle oh, season yeah. comes in. They hunt out of their house. They hunt oh, every, yeah. out of the truck. It don't matter. Yeah. They're going to hunt. They're going to shoot. Yeah, they're going to shoot. And I've got people all around me. And so get a little buck come in. He's grunting. These deer that week were chasing like crazy. Like oh, yeah. it is on fire. Yeah. It, well, that cold front put That cold right front in put the rut in right then. I mean, they were going nuts. It was crazy. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, it's been one of, at least on this farm, it's been probably the strongest rut I have seen in a long time. Yeah. And that, that says a lot. I mean, our buck to doe ratio, we've been working on doe management. The neighbors have been working on doe management. we got yeah. people around us that's been shooting does. And you can tell it has done great things on this farm. Because right. when your buck to doe ratio is closer, they have to run harder and there's yeah. more competition for breeding rights. And you've been, we've been able to see that on this farm yeah. big time this year. So I'm sitting there watching that little buck who I swear, if I could put Kevlar around a deer and protect it, yeah. I would, out of every deer on the farm, I would pick this deer. Yeah. Dude, he's got so much mass. And this he's just a year and a half old deer, but he's already, he's just this little bitty basket rack. Like, I'm talking like six inches wide, but he's already got eight points. Really? Yeah. And he's got like palmation. His horns are so palmated, it's crazy. Like, Holy he's, cow. he's ridiculous looking. Like, in four years, he would be a giant. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm talking a mega giant. But right now, I'm just yeah. praying he makes it. Right. Yeah, we like to say around yeah. here. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Shoot so he's road, he's running truck. around. He's grunting like crazy. Like I mean, like under the stand, grunting and wheezing. I'm like, yeah. this is freaking awesome. And so I sat there and watch him watch the does. It starts getting darker and getting darker, and five o'clock comes around, and I'm sitting there, and the deer have kind of moved off. They've moved back across the hill toward my house, and where the apple trees are and stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, I froze my butt off. Like, and it ain't going to yeah. happen. This yeah. is going to be the only day this week this deer yeah. don't show up. And then once again, I just kind of glance up the hill, and here comes freaking wall of tines. I'm Boy, like, no, you got to be shit. Like, there's no way this is happening twice. Right. Like, I have set this tree stand. This is the third set out of the stand. The first set, I killed swoops. Second set, I saw some deer, but never seen the deer I was looking for. But this is literally the third time we've ever set this tree stand. But here comes another big old buck. Yeah. So I reach up. Flip the camera on, get everything, and sure enough, he takes the exact same trail swoops did, swings around, and starts facing me right at the edge of the bait oh, pile. Yes. Same situation as swoops. Oh yeah. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, all right, fuck the guys on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. care if we catch so much crap off of this Brilliant. shot. Like, because he's standing there, he's strong quartered two, right. but his leg that's facing me is back. Right. I've got like an opening to all of his vitals. It's like right. they're just sitting there looking at me like, come on, shoot me. Yeah, shoot do me. It. Do shoot it. me. And I know exactly what the range is. And the deer bust me. He's looking right at me because my finger is going onto the trigger, off the trigger, on the trigger, off the trigger, trying yeah. to figure out what I'm going to do. Right. And I finally just like, ah, oh, screw it. So I put my 40 yard on him, squeeze, thump, and. I mean, just pinwheeled him. I mean, it absolutely pinwheeled him. It took out heart, lungs, liver, gut. I mean, it went. It took everything. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. It went in and it come out right in front of the ham. I mean, just opened up a huge gaping hole. The deer takes off running across the field again, down in the bottom, but he didn't come out the other side like the first deer did. Right. So I'm like, I didn't see him come out. He can always turn left down there and right. go into the woods, but 
I swear, I think I've got him. Like, I'm yeah. so pumped. And this deer is bigger than the first one as yeah. far as his horns. He was bigger than the first one. And so freaking out, doing my thing. Right. Finally get my butt down from the tree stand because it's freezing. Like, I'm oh, bundled yeah. up like the Michelin man. <laughs> I mean, I'm frozen to death. Yeah. And so I was just going to go get the gator. And I'm like, let's go look just to make sure. Because right. the only problem with taking a shot like that, you're not going to have a ton of blood. Right. until the arrow gets wiggled out the other side you're not going to like if it stays in the cavity you're not going to have a ton of blood right so go up there to where the shot is no bolt no arrow nothing that's fine it stayed in the cavity right walk up the hill a little bit find a little bit of blood and luckily i reviewed the footage and i got him running away from as he's running off and i marked because he run through a christmas tree field right i marked a couple of smaller trees that were easy to identify where he run right by them Found a little speck of blood here. Found a little speck of blood there. He goes across the hill, and he has to cross a little gravel field road. Yeah. And I find where he's drug a leg across the road. Like, yeah. you, it was easy to tell where he crossed, and I found blood right there. Right when I find that blood, I hear, like, the deepest, I told you earlier, yeah. like, the deepest, most guttural blow you've ever heard in yeah. your life. And I look up, and over on the he- other side of the hill, exactly the same area that Swoops went into where yeah. I think where the dog had hit. Yep. I see a white flag and it just slowly works its way into the woods. Yeah. And my heart dropped. I'm like, oh my God, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Like, there's no way Deja that deer is still Deja. alive. Deja. Yeah, there's no way he toted that. And so I'm like, crap, let's just give it some time. If that was him, he'll lay down. If it wasn't him, we'll come back and we'll track. Yeah. So I took an arrow out and stabbed it up in the ground right there where he crossed. And got my stuff and i'm walking back down the road to yeah. go get the gator and i just kind of glance and at the bottom of the hill we've got a spot where we shoot pistols it's our yeah. pistol range and i always keep it mowed off real good during right. the summer like it's it's just manicured grass right, just, right there yeah just took care of. yeah and i look down there and i'm like there ain't no high weeds right there i look like it looks like there's a spot right. of high weeds because it's dark right and you can just see a dark spot right there and i'm like there ain't no high weeds right there Right. And I grab my binoculars out of my backpack and look, and sure enough, the deer's laying right there. there. Yeah, right beside my driveway. Why no? And I, I grab my phone and turn it on and start freaking out. <laughs> like, I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you've got to be freaking yeah. kidding me. The deer's the laying. Lowest to lows, back to the highest Yeah, to back highs. to the highest of highs. I mean, it was just, <laughs> and after the after the whole situation with swoops, it was just a roller coaster, man. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I thought for sure that I saw swoops go down on camera. And I, I mean, you, you'll be able to see when you watch the video. I, I, I keep saying he's down, yeah. he's down, he's yeah. down, and then he wasn't down. And then this deer to be able to lay my eyes on him laying five yards from my driveway. Right. He runs seventy five yards and hit the ground. I mean, in the field, he's done. No. Worries. It just there's not a feeling in the world that is no. as, as awesome as that. I no. was just so freaking pumped up. And so go get the gator. Uh, get one of my buddies to come over and help me load him. It was amazing to me how run down this deer was. Because, like I said, he was right in the middle yes. of one of the heaviest ruts we've ever had on this farm. This deer went from probably 215, 200. Yeah. He was over 200 yeah, pounds. I mean, and... we've got pictures of him all yeah. summer. He was bigger body than Swoops. He was the yeah. older deer. He was well over 200 pounds. And when we hung him up, he was right at 150. Yeah. Well, I you mean, could tell it whenever I come over and done the pictures and stuff. Yeah. And you could tell that deer. Had been he was just skinny. Rough. He was just skinny yeah. as a rail. There wasn't nothing left of his backside. He yeah. was just 
he was run down. Right, and that was before rifle season even come. Ever yeah, come that in. was that was the Saturday before rifle season started. We yeah. took pictures of him on Sunday. Yeah, he was just he was run to death. Yeah, and it just it shows how hard these ruts can be on these deer. Yeah. It's just amazing that they can lose fifty pounds. Right, and still survive a winter up here. Right, and, and that's, that's a, the thing is there's some deer I think that hasn't. I yeah, mean, there's there's always some that really just run themselves to death. Yeah, uh, I was saving this for the podcast. We just, I was at the ranch whenever, I, just after I'd got sick, you know, had this flu mess and yeah. all that pneumonia crap, and there was a buck chasing a doe through the field, and he was the doe was fine, but he was chasing. It was all he could do to yeah. go. I mean, you could tell like he was killed. Yeah, like he was. It was all. It wasn't limping, but he was just just kind of at a low, just yeah, just trying to go, just trying well, to push himself and, to keep going. And you could see that through the field. I went and grabbed the guy. I was like, "I'm gonna kill him." I hate to shoot him from the house, but at the same time, I mean, he's yeah, he's in he's, bad shape. He's. I, I originally thought he just had been shot or something, but no, he was. He hadn't been shot. And like, they will. They will run themselves to death. To I mean, absolute death. When their muscles start breaking down, they produce lactic acid, and it actually poisons them. It, they yeah. can produce so much of that acid that it will kill them. Yep. And they they will run themselves to death just doing it's what it's their nature it's what they know to do. Yep. I mean they can't say no to that urge if there's a hot doe around they're going to run. They're going to go. And it don't matter if it runs it till it kills them. They will run them to death. They literally will do it. You know you see a lot of times where bucks will run the does to death too though. Yep. They're especially out west. You know you see these guys post these videos like they will literally run a doe to where she literally physically cannot go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going to run her until she stops. Right. Whether it be stops to breed or stops to die, they're going to run her until she stops. Yep. Because they don't know any better. Yep. But it's just that is one of the reasons that I'm such a a big fan of North Carolina and their supplemental feed program. Yeah. A lot of people go, and especially now with CWD crap, and they're saying it spreads through saliva, and if you're feeding, it's going to... Up here, we do not... This isn't the Midwest. We don't have corn and bean fields everywhere. No. And there's no way for these deer to put on the necessary poundage that they need to to survive the winters we do have there's some years we don't have a very bad winter right but there's other years that we have a really, really rough, rough winter winters i just ordered two thousand pounds no actually i ordered four thousand pounds of protein pellets right just and we're fixing to transition over because corn yep. just doesn't have a no a whole lot of protein value to them they basically eat it and it tastes like candy to them right but it comes out the same way it doesn't mm-hmm. really help them this 26 percent protein once you get them eating it and they they get to where they like it i mean right. it puts on a whole lot of weight and it, it's what these deer need right up here and there's states around us that doesn't allow that until after season's over right but it just it says i'm i'm really happy and i really hope that north carolina keeps allowing us to do this because right. the health well, of our I mean, deer you can herd, tell such a huge difference i mean just look at your deer herd for yeah herd, for instance we started when you first started doing the protein a couple of years ago yeah you could tell a difference from then to now like well and pull up pull up a picture on your tacticam app or something where you've got a picture right before you started or right when you first started and look at some of the bucks at say january february yeah. go back and look at this year's january february oh. they're they you can tell physically yeah they're just bigger right. everything about them's bigger they they put on their horns earlier they shed their velvet earlier. Everything yeah. on this, they hold them later. I mean, yeah. where everybody else's is dropping in, especially after a rut like this, they'll be dropping in January. Yeah, our deer hold their horns till almost March. Yeah, I mean they hold their, and it's just they're healthier. Look at the coats on them. 
That yeah. was one thing that I've noticed on these deer that we skin. How long the hair is on these deer on this farm? It's just, yeah. it's just because of the nutrition level. Yeah. And well, it's expensive as I mean, crap, but it's what you got to right. do if you well, want to do it right. This is what you got to right. do. Between the protein and Big and J with the mineral well, and that's throughout the, thing. the year, even when the just... mineral or even when the protein's not up, we're feeding the Big and J like crazy. And right. The BB squared's got such a high protein content, yeah. and such yeah. a high fat content. They stay healthy all year long. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it to try to kill them, but we're also doing it to keep right. a healthy herd. Right. If you don't have a healthy herd, you're not going to have much of a herd anyways. Well, that's it. If you ain't got a healthy deer herd, you ain't got nothing to hunt next fall. Right. And that's one thing with the mineral, especially this time of year, they hit mineral hard. Like, yeah. You know, protein's coming up. They really need protein to get through it. But mm-hmm. they really, talking back to being run down, yep. they need so much salt in their system yep. and stuff. They will hit it the... Well, I went back to putting the head rush out this mm-hmm. last week, and they, I mean, it's solid. Yep. I mean, they'll come to it and hit it hard, especially in Tennessee. You can use mineral in Tennessee, and yeah. they, I mean, they're coming to mineral-like feed well, right now. I mean, as soon as, as soon as the rut starts winding down, which it's it's doing it's it right now. Right. I mean, they're still moving a little bit, chasing does, but. Yeah, there's still a couple locked the, down, but not many. The big deer are going back to food sources, Yep. which we loaded up on apples this year. We, we even got a late run of apples. Yeah. I'm still putting a ton of apples out because it's got a high sugar content. It's going to keep them going right. whenever they're finishing up the rut. And they're finishing up. They're not chasing as hard as they were. They're yeah. still running a little bit. A little bit. It's not much. But it's just not as much as it was. And they're coming back to, to the supplemental feed. And I was going to talk about this later in the podcast. Um, but we may end up just sticking a break in here somewhere, guys. If we yeah. don't tradi- do our traditional break, we may just end up sticking a break in here. But there are food plots. I've noticed yeah. them hitting our food plots so hard. And that's one of the things up at my house. I had one of the best turnip plots I've ever had in, on this farm. Yeah. I mean, it was it was knee deep. Yeah, It's almost mowed completely off now. Yeah. But it, I was going through it the other day, and it's got bulbs in it bigger than softballs. And I went by yesterday to just because i've got a feeder out there too and put some feed out and stuff dude the smell coming off those turnips will burn your nose they're so strong right now but i was looking up in i didn't want to walk up in there because i didn't want to leave a bunch of scent because we we've got a new deer showed up and i'm trying dad's the only one that's got a tag we'll get into that in just a minute but the bulbs they're already digging the bulbs up where it did get turned so cold right those turnip bulbs and those sugar beets turn to pure sugar right and they're already starting to dig the bulbs up and eat them and we'll probably do some stuff for social media up there just looking at that food plot as soon yeah. as season's over, as soon as rifle season's over yeah but i mean all that work you put in all summer that's what it's for yeah yeah it's to bring deer in to try to kill and stuff but it's for this time of year right. it's for the upcoming couple of months yeah. when these deer are trying to recover really, and yeah. just trying to survive yep. if nothing else just trying to make it yeah and it's made a huge difference that was the one thing that i really noticed with, well with my spots even, yeah like, we've been in our my food plots this year like it made a big difference just keep just keeping deer around because yep. hey there's food here we're gonna stay here yeah you know i hadn't shot any deer especially north carolina this year i hadn't shot the first buck in north carolina yeah but they're staying somewhat nearby because of the food yeah they, it's, they're going to be able to survive well and at the end be. of the day they're going to follow their stomach yep i mean that's the thing these animals are programmed just to survive yep and if they've got food and they've got cover and they've got water they're going to stay in that area yep they may stray away chasing does and one thing another there's nothing you can do about that right. i mean but 
as your deer stray away, I call them your deer, the deer you've had all summer right. on camera stray away, the deer somebody else down the road has, has had, had all summer is going to show up. At your place. Yeah. yeah, and that's one thing we're dealing with right now. We've had something show up that's just I'm, uh, I'm only time I've been sad I don't have a tag, to <laughs> be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. But dad's like I said, dad's still got a tag and he's he's chasing yeah. him like crazy, but Yeah. That's all you can do. There's still some hammers around which tickles me to death because yeah. If they got to make it another week, and they've, I mean, there's Basically a chance they'll get killed late season, but probably not. Right. After this After week. After rifle the, season, even around in here, most people quit hunting. Yeah. For the most part. There's well, some, it, I mean, I mean people a, like us, we're serious yeah. hunting. We're going to keep on hunting, but there's still some guys that just. Well, eh, you wake up and it's 10 degrees and blowing snow sideways. Yeah, you're like. Mm. A lot of people is not going to be stupid enough to go right. get yeah, yeah. Like That's we, the better word for yeah. it. Because <laughs> with us, as, as cold as it is, if there's a tag in our pocket, it's it's hot. Yeah. It's burned yeah, a hole in our pocket. That's that's literally me. I've still got one tag, Tennessee, two North Carolina. I'm like, oh. Yeah. That's the only thing keeping me wanting to keep deer hunting. Like I say, I'm ready for turkey season. I killed the one buck early well that was it your your season was made yeah you got that deer in velvet that's what that's all i had my mind on yeah gotta get get that buck in velvet get that all summer all summer that's all you were focused on spring and summer just full on it happened and i'm like okay turkey season (laughs) we're good (laughs) let's do it but now but now it's really setting in like you know you still got three good tags and a bunch of doe tags left you i mean doe tags weren't really concerned about us now because we took a lot of does this year but them buck tags are still yeah, they're still... They're itching. Yeah. They're <laughs> really, really wanting to get burned up. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break real quick, and we will be back shortly with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Oh. But I have no way of knowing who owns the property you run onto. Yeah, you do. How? You get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool. You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases, get the tax address where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property. Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes, sir. Heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property, because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. So, anyway, that was the end of bow season here in North Carolina. It went from hard nothing for me to, bam, we're tagged out. Yeah. We're done. Just like that. 12 days, we're done. Yep. Well, I mean, that's that's all it takes is, is a good cold front. And it can change everything. Right. Well, just like we talked about, we say it was only in 12 days. It's 365 days a year. You're, yeah, you're the, working towards it all the time. Yeah. The, just get lucky that it happens that in close a 12-day stretch and we're right, done. Right. So now we're... But at this point, Parker still has a tag. Dad still has two tags. Yeah. I've got plenty of work left to do. Uh, yeah. I've got buddies that still have tags. So, hey, hey, bud. <laughs> hey buddy. <laughs> so, and we've still got plenty of deer running around. I mean, on the farms that we hunt, we've still yeah. got several deer, and we've only took deer off of this one home farm. All the other farms still have all their shooters running around on them. Hey. So, we've still got plenty to do. Hey, yeah. And the next week, opening week of rifle season. So, <clears throat> Parker was mad at me for shooting swoops and swoops 2.0. Yeah. 
I took out both of the swoops deer, and she was pretty heated about that. Oh, yeah. But I told her, I was like, look, all of rifle season is dedicated to filling your second tag. You can shoot any deer on the farm. I don't care on any of the farms. I don't right. care which it is. And she had one deer that she had kind of picked out. We called him Double G2, and yeah. that was the deer she wanted to go for. Yeah. And so I was like, let's do it. He was daylighting every day in this one bean field. Like, I I had no doubt we could kill this deer. Like, you got opening week of rifle season. She's off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off yeah. school because of Thanksgiving. I was really, really confident going into this week. And so Monday got there. As soon as she got out of school, we went. No, actually, on Monday, I had another deer show up, and I sent Dad to hunt him thinking – these deer are coming out in this bean field late. We'll right. get in. I'll close the shop, and then we'll go get in the stand, and we'll have a chance at him. Right. Freaking 4 o'clock. Guess who's standing in the bean field? Double, double, double G2. G2 and Parker's mad. So we close the shop up, take side by side, and ease up the driveway. And she, like, right before we get up to the bean field, we're going through a little wood patch. She starts smacking me. Daddy, daddy, deer, deer, deer. And I'm thinking, like, there's a deer way back in the woods. Yeah. I look right beside the freaking road, and there stands Double G Two Buck, standing there, five yards my from the side. My. We stop, and he just stands there. And I look, and the gun's in the bed of the side by side. Yeah. I'm like, ain't a whole lot I can do right here. Nope. Just sit here and look Stuck. at him. But he's headed away from the field, so I stop and I roll backwards, like to get between him and the area he's headed to, right. hoping he'd turn around and go back. And he turned and run back the direction of the bean field. I'm like. Well, at least we got a chance. Like right. we don't have a great chance, but there's a chance. At least he's headed back that direction. So as soon as he gets out of sight, we go up to the top of the hill, just tuck the gator off in the freaking woods, and run up there and get in the blind. But he never come back. We didn't see him that evening. Yeah. So we go Tuesday evening, <clears throat> and we go Wednesday evening, and never saw him. We saw some younger deer, some other deer. We just nothing. That, and she wasn't bound and determined to get this deer, but. Her criteria was it needs to be bigger than the first one she shot. Right. That was kind of, but we were really hoping for the double G2 buck. So I'm like, we're going to get up Thanksgiving morning and go hunt. Everybody does. You it's got tradition. to. Everybody it's tradition. Does. Yes, but it is. But at the same time, this deer had been in that field in the morning several times. We got a good chance. Right. So we get up early, get up there. We're sneaking in and look and there stands the double g2 buck yeah making a scrape under the apple tree in the edge of the bean field mm. and he's just standing there and we're froze and he's froze and it's almost too early to shoot like yeah. we got five minutes till shooting lot right. so we just stand there i'm thinking what are the odds this deer's just gonna stand here and look at us for five minutes he does he stands sure there does. and daylight starts breaking and we're not in the greatest shooting situation in the world but she's got the gun up. Right. But he's facing right at us. And I could have told her to take that shot, but it's not ideal for a right. kid. So I know he's going to turn, just maybe he'll go the right way. So I told her, I was like, get your gun up and get to the right of him. Because we had some cages around these apple trees to keep the deer from horning them. Yeah. And there's another apple tree in a cage, and then she's got wide open field to the right. Right. He turns. And by this time, we're at legal shooting lot. The cameras, the big camera's in my backpack, but I've got my cell phone. Trusty cell phone, yeah. There you go. And uh, so I've already got it on video camera. And he finally turns and starts walking broadside, gets behind that cage. I told her, get get your gun up, get ready. 
she gets ready and he walks out, but he's just steady walking. Yeah. So meh, 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 and he, I'm like yelling at him. He will yeah. not stop. So I pulled a trick out of the bag. I pulled out. I pulled out the meow. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that you've seen this video. And I can. Oh God. I can play this little. Oh, this is great. This little scene for you guys. The old meow from Dun- Strutmasters for Darren Coyote. I'm telling oh, you. Oh my God. You can. You can say what you want, <laughs> guys. This is the audio <laughs> off of that. When I meowed, that deer froze. He stopped and turned and looked right at us. You can say what you want. The freaking meow works, and this will be an episode of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Oh, God. But I'm I'm going, eh, meh, meh, and he will not stop. I meowed at that deer. Have you seen the video? I, I don't know that I showed you that video. No, I didn't Like, when yet. I meowed, he goes, whoop, and he just froze. And she had about oh, three seconds. But oh the God. heel kind of rolled. I could see him good from where I'm standing, but she's shorter than I am. The heel kind of rolled. And she says, I, I can't get on him good. I can't get on him good. And so he turns and goes on. Oh, my God. And I'm I'm upset. Like, I'm not upset. I'm upset for her. Right. Because she couldn't get a shot. But I'm also very proud. Right. Because a lot of people would have taken a shot that they wasn't 100% right. confident in just because that's a good deer. Right. She knew that she wasn't dead on him. Right. And she knew that it may not have been the best shot in the world. And she it just shows how she's maturing as right. a hunter. Because right. she knew that she couldn't get him right there. So uh, so he goes on and we wait till he gets out of sight. And he never, he didn't run. Like he just, he just turned and walked off. He didn't know what was going on. He just turned and walked off, and then right. once he walked off, we slipped up and got in the blind, and we sat there all morning. Um, we had a dang good time. Oh, yeah. We're, this blind is huge. It is actually, it's on a trailer. It's a blind on a trailer that we built for when we're cutting Christmas trees for the boys to get in out of the weather, right. but we also made it where it's got shelves around it and windows that fold down and stuff where we can use it as a hunting blind. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a great spot. We had a heater in there, and she had snacks and had her iPad. and all. I mean, we had a dang good time. We joked, and we played games, and we laughed. But we never saw never saw him again, didn't see any mature deer or any bigger deer. Right. So we go back out that afternoon. Um, we eat lunch and hang out and do all that stuff. And, right. And she told me, she's like, I don't, I don't know if I want to go hunting this evening, Daddy. Because, I mean, we had been hunting hard right. for – especially for an eight-year-old she'd been laying in there and it'd been right. cold we'd run that poor little buddy hater to death oh, I, I mean we'd run it to death but it was cold and she she was just kind of getting burnt out we'd hunted five days in a row and that don't sound mu- like much for us right but i gotta remember she's eight yeah she's eight i mean for old. an eight-year-old and That's... i told her i was like well girl you're going because i was leaving that night going to south carolina right. after dark i was going to take her over and she's going to stay with grandma so we could go hunt in south carolina and i told her i was like look this is the last day you're going to be able to hunt till monday right. i mean you're not going to be able to hunt friday or saturday or sunday it's right. the last day till monday if you don't want to hunt we don't have to it's up to you she said well let's give it one more sit right. let's give it one more try and then she got a couple days off she can right. recharge the batteries and get ready to go on monday right so we go back out thursday evening and we're sitting and we're having a good time starts getting dark little buck comes in yeah. and he's standing there milling around it's getting 
getting fairly late. We've still got probably 10, 15 minutes shooting lot left. Yeah. And I look and I see something else coming down through the hardwoods coming toward the bean field. Yeah. And I pull my binoculars up and it's an eight. It's not the eight we're after. Right. And at first I didn't really know this buck. He's got really good brow tines. He's kind of short beamed. He's a, he's a three-year-old deer. He's a younger yeah. deer, but he's bigger than the one she killed. Yeah. And I told her, I said, here comes an eight. He's got good brow tines. He's about even with his ears. He's not the double G2 buck. Right. I said, he's not as big as the double G2, but he's bigger than the one you've already killed. Yeah. I said, it's your call, baby girl. And she looks at him, looks at him. She's like, I think I want to try him. I said, if you want to try to take a shot on him, go for it. I've already got the camera on him. Right. So she stands up, and I've got a set of those bog tripods that's got the death grip. So the yeah. gun's already in the death grip. I've already got it. So she just got to get up and aim it. She gets up and gets on him. And I said, are you solid? He's standing broadside, just looking back up in the field, but he's not even up to the to the feed yet. And uh, she's like, I'm on him. And I said, well, flip yeah. your safety off. When you get ready, go for it. She flips the safety off. And right when she flips the safety off, I see her finger go down toward the trigger, and he starts moving. I said, wait, 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 wait. You can hear me in the video telling her yeah. to stop. He moves on up the hill, so she readjusts. And I said, put it right on the shoulder. And she said, I got him. And I said, whenever you're ready, fire the shot. Son, she squeezed the trigger and kaboom, deer turns and runs up the hill. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, watch him. Here we go. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell because I'm right. watching the camera. Like, got my hands off the camera so I don't shake it. Right. And then as soon as she shoots, I'm grabbing the camera and turning trying to follow him up the hill. Yeah. And I follow him and I see him stop. And I'm listening. I'm like, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And I hear him stop. And then all of a sudden I see white brown, white brown, white brown. He hits the ground oh, and starts rolling right. back. Starts rolling yes. back. Down, and then the celebration started, dude. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm so pumped. Like that I'm is so excited. Awesome. And we videoed the recovery and then the recovery we got to him and she was a little disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yeah, she was a little upset. She has such high expectations out of herself. Like yeah. she sees what we kill. Right. And after she killed her first rack buck yeah like in her mind she's in the list with the big boys like she needs yeah. to kill 130 inch deer yeah. she's gonna be upset and this is a 100 inch eight point i mean for an eight-year-old it's right. a good deer like yeah. i'm it's i'm ecstatic like i'm so it. excited and she's like well dang daddy i shot a little deer i'm like that ain't a little <laughs> deer like that's a freaking that's awesome deer and she's like oh man i'm gonna be in, like i shot a little deer and i'm like girl <laughs> no. don't ever i'm like are you no. excited she's like i am but i just i thought i was supposed to shoot a bigger deer. i was like who cares what you're supposed right. to shoot like be proud of what right. you care always be proud if right. you if you pull the trigger on it be proud of it right and once I got it through her head, like, you didn't kill a crap deer. Like, that's right, a good that's a deer. Good deer. She, I told her, I, I got on Facebook, and I went through, because always on Thanksgiving Day, you've got a ton of, and I'm like, oh, yeah. look at all these people that are so excited to kill a deer that ain't nowhere near as big yeah. as what you killed. Like, you should be no super, yeah, you should be super proud of this deer. Yeah. And once she saw that, I mean, it just, she put such high expectations yeah. on herself, and I think a lot of it is because of what we do with this stuff. And right. Being on video and people seeing it and stuff. Yeah. But I just, it kind of broke my heart for her just a little bit, right. just right in that moment. And right. I told her, I was like, we may or may not use that video. I hadn't showed you that video, but it, it just kind of, it was kind of sad for her. But right. then once she realized, hey, 
I don't know. It was just, it was weird right. to see the whole string of emotions right. go through her head, but she ended up being super excited over that deer. Right. Well, that's, and that's what it's all about. Right. Like, say, that's what it's about, being excited about I it. I told her, it's once I got it through her head, it don't matter what everybody else thinks. Right. As long as you're excited about it, that's right. all that matters. Right. Then she was pumped, because she was extremely pumped. Right. To kill. I mean, exactly. it's a good eight point. Yeah. But I think the, she had a moment of, what is everybody else going to think about this? Right. And it kind of... It bothered her. Yeah, it did bother her. Big time. And that just... It goes well, back mean, to what we've talked about yeah, on here before. I was about to say, if it goes you, right back to like, us as hunters shouldn't ever let people get to that mindset anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's not not that we let her get to that point, but in general, people outside still, like, in general as hunters, or any hunter that downs another hunter for what they kill, yeah. won't... It, yeah, it's we've got trash. enough. We've got enough outside influences. Right, people outside of hunting dogging us. We right. don't need to be dogging each other. No, and the fact that an eight-year-old goes to that mindset of what is everybody else going right. to think of this? That just that shows how far it's gone. Because right. I mean, we've never said anything right. negative about what we're shooting, what other people are shooting. But right. she does see. Like when we're talking about it, she hears. Right. When we're talking about what everybody else says and like right. the comments like, that some right. people have, and she she sees it. Yeah. And, but then I I show her like, you're a kid and you're killing deer that a lot of grown men right. would love to that kill. That would that Kevin Martin that we had here this week would have killed. Yeah. To kill. <laughs> yeah. He would have killed himself to kill that. Yeah. Deer, yeah. Absolutely. You know? I mean, and that alone was a trial of its own i mean <laughs> so we took him i guess it's a good transition point, yeah that's guess, a good so. transition in but yeah she's super excited parker's tagged out she got yes. her two bucks on the ground one of them's going to the taxidermist the other one's getting a euro so yes she's pumped so Dang me and her season. are tagged out and first week of ralph season we're done dad's the only one and dad killed a, a pretty deer on thanksgiving yeah. day it wasn't the deer he was trying to kill right. it come running in chasing a doe grunting and he ended right. up shooting a three-year-old and he, he was another one that was kind of disappointed. Yeah. But that was another thing. I was like, look, your deer's bigger than Chucky Bear's. And she's like, yes, yeah. I got a bigger one than Chucky Bear did. <laughs> so, but yeah. Hey, that's hey, still like a, you said, though. He was excited. He was he pumped. He's, he's, he told me, he's like, I couldn't help it. I heard him grunting and doing yeah. that. He's like, I just couldn't help it. What he it's got about. The that's exactly right. If it gets your blood pumping and you're excited about it, that's exactly. all that matters. Exactly. That is all that matters. Exactly. Yeah, so. So, yeah, you had Kevin come down, our, our Yankee friend from yeah, up in Jersey. So, he'd, so he'd come up earlier in the year yeah. you know, for bear season. You know, we bear hunt in the morning and we'll deer hunt in the evening. We yeah. do it solid. Well, we, while he was here the last time, we didn't have much luck either one. Like we talked about that cold front, you know, he shot a doe. You yeah. know, that was good when he come up the last time. Me and him was talking. He said, I'd really like to rifle hunt one time. I was like, yeah, I'll be sure to come. And we had planned it. I was like, you know, right around, you know, middle – First week of rifle season or second week of rifle season would be a good time because, you know, they'll yeah. be running hard. Yeah. You know, I think that'll be solid, solid time to come. Misjudged it. Should have had him come down the week before that cold street, that cold yeah. front to come in. Changed it. Yeah. Changed yeah, it all. It, it put him in early. Yeah. The, between so, that and the moon, it put him in early. Yeah. And by the time he got down here, they were locked down. They were completely locked down. Yeah. So, me and Milena, we actually went and sat uh, like a couple evenings before. Just to go and set and see what's coming. This is where we're going to take Kevin to hunt. And, yeah. Uh, sat there and I was like, you know, if one of the other shooters show up, I might shoot it too. You know, there's plenty of deer here. We yeah. Have multiple shooters at this spot. It's like you never know what might show up. Well, we'd sat there and had a very last light had uh, 
I don't know, six or eight show up. Mm-hmm. Pretty good deer. He was outside his ear. I was like, I don't know. I, first, I was like, I don't think I want to shoot him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't mean to bait. I sat there and thought about it. Me and her talked about it. And I was like, I'll probably kick myself for not shooting that deer. But maybe Kevin get a shot at him. Yeah. Well, Kevin comes on down. And we're here. Me and him sat down that first evening. And deer were moving good when he first got here. First yeah. evening or two. First day or two he was here. Deer were moving good. I mean, solid. And seen stuff in the morning seen stuff in the evening well one of the first sets we had four-pointer come in odd looking four-pointer like he didn't have no brows no brow tines whatsoever but he was outside his ears yeah i was like that'll be a good deer it's like well we, we might have something i was like there are better deer here it's like you never know you know it's up to you yeah you're up shooting you can shoot it and uh we waited well sure enough here come look like that six or eight coming down the right hand side of the hill mm-hmm. in this little holler we're setting in he was in you know these bucks are using a thick steel. I mean, they like going where it's thick to oh, yeah. transition through. Yeah, cover. Just sat and see. Saw him in binoculars. Like, he's coming out there. He couldn't find him in the scope. Said, He'll, don't worry. He's going to come to this field anyways. Like, just just be ready in the when it, time. We're yeah. talking. We're in the last five, six minutes of shooting light. Of yeah. Legal light. Or camera light, even. We was about out of camera light. Yeah. It is everything we could do. I actually pulled myself on out because it had a little bit better light than my DSLR did. Yeah. And, uh. I was like, can you see him? He's like, yeah, I, I can see him. I just don't know if I can take, get a shot. Goes back to making a good judgment call. Kevin's still, I wouldn't call him a rookie in hunting, but he's he's still learning. Yeah. And he knew enough to make the decision. Like, ah, like his crosshairs was on him, but he wasn't sure he's going to make the good shot. Yeah. And he debated, yeah. he fought himself for that last five minutes hard. Like, should I shoot or not? I was like, shoot if you're comfortable. If you don't think you'll make a good shot, don't. Like, yeah. You know, he may come back. Just if you feel comfortable, that's fine. If not, don't. And he sat there and fought himself at last five minutes, and still he could not see him. And he's like, "God, I should have shot that deer." Yeah, I was like, he's, "I was like, why didn't?" He's like, oh, "I just couldn't see." He's like, "Well, then don't beat yourself up about it." Exactly. You know, like you know what you could do. That's yep. that's all there is to it. And unfortunately, as hard as we hunted, that was the last time we had a good encounter. We had another one here in a minute. I'll tell you about. So we'd hunted that same spot, like. We sat in an old hay shed. Yeah. Just sitting there consistent, just staying there. We weren't going to move. We could see a lot from out there. Like, we're just going to stay here. Yeah. Well, we got talking about it, and we're easing in the last couple of days, him going to be here. And uh, we got to do something different. We got to change it up somehow. We're not. He got to where we wouldn't see nothing. Yeah. We were, yeah. We, we weren't getting skunked, but we might be lucky to see a doe or two. Yeah. Well, let's go find let's go set up higher on the ridge where the scrape line is you know them bucks are checking scrapes still a little bit let's go set up there and see what we can do well we get up high and when you get up in the thick of the woods it's a little you can't see as far obviously and we sat and we thought about it and we sat there for a while and we, we the first thing was we was trying to debate where we want to set left hand side or right hand side of this big holler like where you know different angle different yeah option where the ears can come in out what do you think well we picked left hand side well, we sat here, and I don't know, it was probably, gets dark at 5.30, or like 5.35, 5.40, you know, when yeah. the last legal light is. It was like 5.15, and I just have, I was, I have my binoculars in my hand and just kept them to my face, just scanning, 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 just trying to find any chance we had to get it, because you never know where you might see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as I was scanning, I just happened to see white flag, white tail come up, bouncing. And I was like, oh crap, there's a deer, there's a deer. Yeah. Look behind him. There's the big eight point, one we call Blue Duck. Oh, crap. He's right behind her chaser. I was like, there's deer, 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 deer. Like, can you get on him? Can you get on him? And he's like, no, I, I, I don't even see. 
I was like, okay, I, I, I freaked out because I thought this deer was dead. I knew for sure this deer had already been shot. Somebody showed me a picture. I was like, that deer got shot. Yeah. I had no doubt that deer was gone. And I, and he's huge. When I Remember the eight point Matthew killed like two years ago? Yeah. He's yeah. bigger than him. Oh, crap. He's like big. a hammer. He's Dang good. Like, he's huge. I, I I lost it when I saw him. Like, I panicked. That's when straight, you take the gun. <laughs> I straight I had mine with me, but I had it left up, leaned up against a tree. Yeah. I was straight panicked. I was like, oh, God. I was like, okay, 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 okay. We ain't got, we ain't got a shot right here. Uh, he's going to go down. He's going to chase her to the creek, and he's probably going to turn back up. There's a chance he should turn back up. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully, he don't cross the road over there. I hope. It's like, just quick thing. I've got to make a move. It's like, let's we take off down the hill where we sat. And I was like, let's get back down to the shed. If we'd have been sitting in the shed, been a dead deer. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. That deer had been dead. We'd have been able to see him coming for a mile. We get down there and like, we're just standing up on the outside of the shed looking. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. He's in the creek. They're in the creek. Yeah. Like, I could just barely see a little bit of rack tail. That's all you could see. Yeah. And I'm watching, watching. I'm, I'm still scanning because like if he's out, you know, one of the other shooters might be right here running yeah, around, too. Yeah. You know, there's a chance. So, I was still trying to scan and watch, and he never could find him. I was like, like, try to get him in the scope to see if you can see him. And don't, I was like, don't shoot in that direction. You know, there are, you know, it's not a safe shot over that direction. See yeah. if you can find him. He's on safety just, just so he can see this deer. Yeah. I was looking, scanning, I went back to look where he was. He crossed the road and was in the field, crossed the road, right oh, beside somebody's dang. house. And I was like, oh, my God, dang it. Like this, oh, God, what's going to happen? Yeah. It's like, maybe he'll come back. There's still 15 minutes of legal light. Like, maybe he'll come back. But he's out of breath. I mean, we took off running. It was like 300 yards from where we were sitting back down to the, yeah. the hay shed. And I was like, we just killed. He's wore out. We just took off in a dead run. <laughs> I left my gun laying up there in the woods. I was oh, like, we just took off. <laughs> he had his, but I was just worried about getting him where he could get a shot on this deer. Yeah. And... We waited and waited. I was like, well, let's get in the hay shed. Because there's a, there's a spot back you can see through it and still see where that deer was. Like, Yeah. He might come back. This is their home range. This is where they like it. Yeah. He, there's Wherever that doe's going, he's going. Right. So, she, so if she comes, he'll come with her. Right. Sat there and waited and waited and waited and waited and nothing. It got dark. No other deer around. Nothing. Dang. We, he's up. He's I, I was just still in shock that that deer was even there. Yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. God. And he was big as he was. Like, I had pictures of him, but I didn't have nothing to judge him by. Aside yeah. from the, the other shooters that's there. Yeah. Because I seen the one shooter on the hoof, you know, the 12. Yeah. Uh, kicks. I seen him, you know, that was whatever. Well, Blue Duck was, oh, I mean, big. That's the, that's the, <laughs> that is the biggest deer I've seen on the hoof in person. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Those ones out in Missouri was pretty big, but I, deer around here, that's the biggest I've ever seen on yeah. the hoof, by far. Yeah. That alone blew my mind. Like, well, maybe, maybe we can do something with it. We went in the next day. We ended up sitting down in the creek, just trying to, trying something a little bit different before we could see more. Yeah. Nothing. We didn't, after that, we, we never seen another buck. I got you. Never. We see, I think we seen a spike. Yeah. Never seen another buck, though. And that was the story of old Kmart. Yeah. For the most part. Dang. So we've freaking tried, close. We've tried so hard. Yeah. It's, it just something all the time with well, the bear been, and with the deer that's been his entire hunting career it's so literally, close so, so close, close but so far and that's literally what it is, remains Dang. to be you know, he got him his dough and he was tickled to death that was awesome yeah but he's he'll get it with it he's yeah, staying he'll consistent get one. just that's you just hey, gotta for stick a guy with only it. gets to hunt like one week out of the year yeah i, I mean, mean that's pretty good yeah that's awesome so i told him i said we need to plan a turkey trip up in jersey i reckon there's a turkey season in jersey i'm sure there is so 
It's like, we go up there and do You it. might have to kill them with a pillow or something. I yeah, probably. Let you take but hey, <laughs> slingshot. Yeah. That's what you got to do. I don't know. Those slingshots are awful dangerous creatures. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> have to have a permit. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to have a concealed slingshot <laughs> permit up there. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it was, it's fine. Anytime he comes down, we hang out, we have a good time. You know, we joke and cut up and carry yeah. on, but. Well, have you had any luck since he left as far as chasing that deer? No. No. We just took out, was that yesterday? Oh, yeah, he just left. Yeah, like just left. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. Because he was supposed to come on the podcast with us and we couldn't make it happen. Right. Which we've tried that for three years, too. We've yet to get him on a podcast. He's on the phone one time. Yeah, we got him on the phone one time, but that was it. We'll do that again. We'll get him on here just to mess with him. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he just had left. I was... I'm hunted out. Just we hunted this last couple, this week or so. Yeah. Weather weather was junk most of it. You know, getting so it warmed up after that cold front come through. Yeah. It warmed up and it rained. It started rained. raining like crazy. It was cold enough that they opened ski slopes. Yeah. Like they were able yep. to blow enough snow and get enough snow on the ground. They opened the ski slopes. Yep. They may or may not be regretting that decision. It it's cooled off again today. Yeah, today is cold. But yesterday, yesterday was, was raining and warm. Yeah. And I mean it was sixty degrees and raining. Yeah. And they're calling for it to possibly warm back up and rain again this week. So Yeah. Who knows? Up here if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. I mean, that's there's literally. no telling what it's gonna do up Seriously. here. Seriously. And that's what we we struggle with, you know, just is just miserable. Yeah. Days that you know that that you know deer don't do a lot of movement. Yeah. in certain times and that was what we we did it anyways because well ultimately you don't know you don't know and it's just like with swoops yeah if you follow the weather and all the indicators and everything there's no reason for that deer to be moving right and that deer moved and exactly two hours before dark i mean he come in early right so you never know you don't ever actually know and that's what that's what we stuck with we sat in and done it anyways but it was miserable hunting I yeah mean, there, was a, there was a day or two there that was just we wasn't in no nice blind. He's on the ground. Yeah. In the weather, and it's just miserable. I guarantee I mean, it. There's sometimes you don't matter how much clothes you have on, you're going to get soaked either way. Yeah. And that's how it was. We yeah, was, and then I had trying to keep a camera drying to all yeah, that. Yeah, it's just miserable. And the wind. The biggest thing is wind has been rough. It has been very you know, windy. And there's some parts of the play, you know, parts of the county around here that's just really rougher than others, and it was just miserable. Yeah, you get up Talk on these hills and stuff. An earache. Oh, oh yeah, God. I guarantee it. Have bogging on and everything over years, and you still get a earache from that crap. But yeah, it's just miserable. And that's what he's talking earlier. Like I don't know, I'm ready for turkey season now. <laughs> but no, ultimately I've still got some tags, and I want to do something with it. And we've got well, you've a got month, a little less than a month. Yeah, total. you've got a week of rifle season left, and then bow season comes back in. And yeah, and I was I was just thinking about that. I was thinking I haven't shot my compound in months, <laughs> not months, but it's been weeks. It's been before rifle season comes. Yeah. In. I was like, I've got to shoot that. And I got to thinking, hey, I just moved. I was thinking about that hallway. <laughs> that yeah. hallway is twice this is where I had it before. I could shoot. I yeah, heck yeah, shoot in the house. God, yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'd say it's a good. Yeah. Tell the roommate, don't come good. out of your room. Like, buddy, don't step out. Yep. <laughs> you know what's good for it? Just stay in there until yep. I tell you otherwise. Yep. If you're shot down that living room through the hallway to that old to the old side of that house. That's like 40 yards. Nice. I could do some damage in there. Hang right. <laughs> Just got thinking about that. That's awesome. Body better get them out because it'll be both season, like I said, right now. Yeah. Right I mean, here. I haven't, not that I can use it because the second season's buck only and all I've got left is doe tags, but I haven't shot my bow in a while either, yeah. my compound. And that was what was going through my mind when we was talking about it a few minutes ago. I was sitting there thinking. Well, normally this time of year, I'm, I've got that compound bow out getting her 
ready to go again yeah. because we always go to Georgia on yeah. the hog hunt. Yep. And that has been canceled for this year, unfortunately. Dang. Despite all my begging and pleading, and Sam's been, <laughs> Naz has been, we're all like, come on, let's go. But one of the boys that we went to Africa with, he's the one that organizes everything. Yeah. And he's like, eh, it just, it was too much, yeah. too much money, too much time gone and stuff. He's like, because right. we go for a week when we go down there. It's not that expensive to go right. to Georgia, but just still, we got to work and everything else. So. Yeah. And he's got a wife and youngins at home. Yeah. And I think his honeydew time felt, he wore uh, all that out when oh, we were yeah, in Africa, Africa for 16 days. So, yeah. But I don't know. I thought about just putting the compound up and using a crossbow. I've got a perfect crossbow task. Yeah. Well, I ain't, I no mean, shame. I ain't, I ain't ashamed to use no. one. I showed that this no, year. No, I don't care. I carry my compound bow until the leaves fall. Yeah. And there's a lot of my ladder stands and stuff. Once the leaves fall, you're done with a compound bow. If you try to yeah. draw in those, they're just not. Yeah, that's cover. the thing is you're getting, and, it, and it was still with me, I'm still not comfortable shooting more than about 40 yards of the compound. Yeah. Well, 30 35 yards honestly is where i'm comfortable yeah you know anything over that i don't i don't know about it yeah so crossbow you can get 50 55 yards yeah. well i shot you know i'm comfortable with 60 with mine because remember i rolled that doe at 60 yeah. last year yeah you know 60 with that one i've got i'm comfortable with anything above that i don't know but yeah but that's doubling your chances well literally. with me it's not so much the distance because i've shot deer at 50 yards with my compound bow it's just the movement is yeah. my my determining factor because i mean i can kill them just about the same distance with a compound as i can across right. but the movement is what gets you if i've got a couple of box blinds box stands that i'll hunt year round with a compound bow if i've got a tag but then i've yeah. got some other spots where as soon as the leaves fall i'm not hunting a comp- yeah. it's not worth busting it out and right if you're drawing on a deer it's probably a big mature deer that if you screw this up you're yeah. probably not going to see him especially this late in the year yeah about you screw him up now you're pretty much you're, done with him yeah and that's the thing especially north carolina everything like we say going back to feed patterns well even tennessee going up and they're starting to hit mineral again yeah you know consistently so it might be smart just to yeah set up take old con or take old crossbow out and yeah get it did get it done get the late season buck that's where yep. my thoughts is currently yep. And then turkey season. Yeah. Turkey season, turkey season, turkey season. I'm so excited. You have no idea. It's what I done last year. I was yeah. pulling myself up, get ready for it. And yep. Itching. Well, let's go to another break real quick, and then we'll be back in just a little bit. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Mountaineer Outfitters, the official outfitters of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in Newland, North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Bone Collector Game Calls, the official game calls of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Whether it's locator calls, turkey calls, or deer calls, you can find all your calls at bonecollector.com, proudly made in the USA. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. So, like I say, we got one week of rifle season left. Then you've got late bow season. Bear season comes back in. So we've still got plenty plenty of time to get some stuff on the ground. A lot of hunting to do. Um, a lot of hunting left to do. But one thing we haven't really talked about is South Carolina. Um, we usually have a lot going on down there. Yeah. It's been an odd year down there. It's been a very odd year. I've got... We just we don't have the bucks like we normally yeah. do down there. I don't know why. We've got one good shooter on the turkey house farm, yeah. but at the dairy we haven't really had much. I mean, tons of does. Right. And so we go down there. I'd mentioned in Parker's story about um, going to South Carolina the day after yeah. Thanksgiving. 
So we go down there, and I mean, it's like the only reason we were down there was to kill does. Right. Full intentions on just absolutely wearing some does out because we've got all those QDM right. tags, and we, we need to fill them. Right. Excuse me. But so we go down there with the intention on killing does, and it just wasn't happening. Right. I was seeing bucks. All I was seeing was freaking little bucks, and I'm like, yeah. what in the heck? You go try to kill a buck, and you can't find one. You go try to kill a doe, and all you see is bucks. And there wasn't any of them shooters. I've got three buck tags, so if a big buck would have walked out, I would have took him. Yeah. But so we get down to the last evening there. We didn't hunt but just a couple of days. And uh, <clears throat> Dad goes to a spot where we've been having it's spot out on the edge, and we've been having a lot of doe pictures right there. Yeah. And I told him. I was at another spot where I should see some does. I told him, I said, if you see a doe or if you shoot, text me and I'll shoot one too. Like we're leaving that night. We were planning on going home that night. So I'm not going to shoot one unless he shoots one as far as does go. But I'm in a spot where um, I wasn't sure what was coming in as far as bucks because the camera went down. But it was the spot where that box stand is. It was my best spot on the dairy side. I mean, you never know what you're going to see there. Right. So I'm sitting there. And the camera starts going off from where Dad's sitting, and it's doe, a little doe, and a big doe, and a big doe, and a big doe. Like, there's a whole freaking herd of deer there. Right. So I'm sitting there thinking, at any point, there's going to be a deer laying dead on camera. Right. And then I look up, and I look to my left, and there's a big doe standing there. And I'm like, I mean, this is a big doe. Right. And I'm getting ready. I'm turning the camera over to her and getting ready to ease the gun out the window. And I can, there's some... It's the same spot where I killed eight point a couple years ago on camera where I had to aim it across and the deer was facing me. Yep. And you can see into the field, but there's some trees and stuff. I could see some legs walking in the field behind her. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, crap, it's probably a, a baby. Where they're like one of last year's babies. Let's yeah. wait just a second and see what happens. So I'm watching over there, and then I look forward, and there comes a buck. See, said horns coming. Yeah. Going to the feeder. And it's a dang nice deer. It's a beautiful eight point. Uh, I mean, he's a pretty eight point. He's outside the ears, which is our requirements yep. down there. He's a legal deer. So I turn the camera over to him, look back to the left, and I the deer in the field walks through a hole. Another set of horns. It's another eight point. Mm. A deer I didn't recognize. Yeah. He wasn't as wide as the deer that was in front of me, and he's I can just see patches of him. Yeah. No real good shot. And I could have picked out a shot with the rifle. But there's no way to get him on camera. Right. I've got one standing in the wide open that's a legal deer. So I swing to him, zoom in on him, get my gun up. I'm looking at him. And I'm like, God, I knew which deer it was. It was a deer we call Pretty Boy. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's just a perfectly symmetrical yeah. eight point, but he's just a young deer. Right. He's a three-year-old. And I look at him and look at him and look at him. I'm sitting there thinking, I just killed two deer in 12 days. Yeah. Parker's just killed a deer dad just killed a deer like we literally have two deer hanging in the cooler at the house we're not hard up for meat right and we're really hard up for mature deer on this farm right there's only one mature deer that i knew of at this point on this farm and he had just showed up and it's we had a deer called tall boy we haven't closed the deal with tall boy he's not really wide he's probably like 14 15 inches inside yeah got really tall twos he's got a big knot right on his forehead it's like the size yeah. of a baseball like and i thought about calling him knot head but yeah. tall boy would hit before we discovered the knot but right. so he, he's tall boy but he's got a big knot on his head and he's he's a mature deer he's a he's at least five yeah he ain't gonna score 100 inches but it don't matter like he is a big mature deer yeah and so 
I've kind of got it set in my head. We need to take out Tallboy. And Pretty Boy's standing there like, that is the future of our deer herd right yeah. there. We've worked so freaking hard to weed yeah. out that short time genetic, that six yep. point, seven point genetic. Yep. Right there is a perfectly symmetrical eight. I would be stupid to shoot this deer. Yeah. So I just put the gun down and videoed him. Yeah. And he turned and walked out. And when he walked out, I'm talking with my hands again, guys. Sorry about that. When he walked out, uh, I looked at my phone again, and all the deer had cleared out in front of the camera where Dad was. I was like, he shot one. Right. So I text him, did you shoot? And a few minutes, I get a text back, shoot what? I'm like, what do you mean shoot what? You just had a freaking herd of deer standing 50 yards from me. And he said, you got to be freaking kidding me. He fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> he God. went to sleep, and that whole <laughs> herd of deer was in front of him. <laughs> and so, oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, he ended up shooting a little young doe later that evening. We won't get into that. We needed to take does out, and right. he took one out. So mission accomplished there. We filled one of our one of our doe tags. We've still got several to do, but I never seen any other deer that evening after the eight one eight point followed the doe. But he was he was staying right with that doe. Yeah, that doe was huge. Like she was bigger bodied than Pretty Boy was. I mean, for a South Carolina doe, she was a really? she was definition of a big old nanny, yeah. and she was by herself being chased by a buck, ah. or being trailed by a buck. He wasn't yeah. chasing her; he's staying thirty yards from her, but he wasn't letting her get out of sight. Right. And pretty boy feeds out to the left, and I look, and here he comes and follows the trail where that doe was, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh boy, you're really pushing your freaking luck!" Like, I'm trying to do the right thing right. here. And it's been a long year down there. Like, we hadn't got to go as much as we normally do. And when we have went, we haven't seen anything as far as shootable deer. And then there's one I'm trying to do the right yeah. thing. And he's like, I'm over here. I'm over there. You can uh-huh. shoot me at any time. Like, it's an hour <laughs> yeah. before dark. It's yeah. way before dark. He's just trying to tempt me into yeah. firing one at him. Not to mention, I'm really itching to shoot something else with that 6-8 Western. Because right. I've only shot that one deer in Canada Damn, with yeah. it. So I'm I'm really itching to see what it'll do on a deer down here. But yeah. I know what it'll do. I just want to shoot yeah. something. Like <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so pretty boy left. And I'm sitting there in like 20 minutes before dark. He's He headed out kind of to the left in a way, which is toward an area where we've got some neighbors that I don't really know. I'm familiar with most people down there, but I don't right. know these guys. And right before, I mean, it's like their legal shooting light is an hour after sunset, which is dark, dark. And it was 30 minutes after sunset. It was too dark for camera light and kaboom, smack. I'm like, <laughs> Ugh, like, please. Please don't no. let me have let that deer freaking walk and then him walk over to the neighbors yeah. and they just freaking shot him. But luckily, since that time has happened, I have got more pictures okay. of Pretty Boy on camera. So at, to this point, he's still alive. As yeah. of last night, he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, Tall Boy's still coming in. I'm going to try to get back down there. I just, right now with work and yeah. Christmas and Parker and everything, it's just. Right. You got a lot going on this time right. of year. There's yeah. always a lot going on, which we never used to. We always used to be on the tree lot, so we never hunted down there. So hunting down there Thanksgiving weekend, the weekend after this time of year is kind of new to us anyway. Because right. before when we had the tree lot going, we were. Never had a chance. Yeah, we never had a chance up until the week after Christmas. So we still have a trip planned the week after Christmas. I'm going to try to slip in down there maybe next weekend and just see what happens. Yeah. I'd really like to get that tall boy deer killed just. 
he's just a pretty deer. Yeah. And he's just a cool looking deer. That big old knot on his head. Yeah. He looks crazy. Yeah. I mean, he looks crazy. And not to mention, uh, Greg was down there this weekend. Right. And I told you we only have one good shooter on camera at the turkey houses. And he was in a spot called the pipe feeder. Yeah. And Greg hunted there Friday. I texted him Friday, or I called him Friday evening. He called me. We were talking about it, and I said, you really need to be back in there tomorrow morning. And he's like, I hunted there all day today, and I just did, seen does and little deer. And I'm like, well, it's just a matter of time before he shows up. Like, I can tell you this much. If it's as cold down there tomorrow morning as it was this morning, I'm not going. All right, fair enough. 8 o'clock Saturday yeah. morning, there stands that freaking hammer at the pipe feeder where Greg's laying in the bed. Didn't go hunting that morning. <laughs> and there stands our there biggest shooter on camera. Oh, yeah, so. God. It's the way it goes. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. But he's still alive. He's still moving around. And he's not an old deer. He's a four-year-old deer. Yeah. It would not hurt for him to make it another year. So if we don't end up catching up with him, hopefully he'll make it. The hogs have moved out down there. So they've moved on down the creek for the time being. So we ain't, we ain't had any action as far as hog hunting down there. But you never know right. when they're going to come back. I mean, the acorns, when the acorns hit, the hogs moved off. But... They should be just about all picked up by now, so you yeah. never know when they're going to move back in. Right. So. But <clears throat> that's that's a update on our deer season so far, guys. That's pretty much covers everything. We've got some good deer down. Like I said, we still got some tags to fill. Some yeah. people still got. I don't. I mean, I I've got a I couple in South really Carolina, I guess. I don't but know <laughs> another thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is uh, we're talking about turkey hunting already. Yes. I have had more turkeys on camera this year since we got rid of all those raccoons last year I guarantee than you. I've had in a long time. I told Dad yesterday, it does my heart so good oh, yeah. to see all these turkeys on camera. I mean, it. we went through four years where we didn't have a single yeah. baby hatch off and survive. And we had five hens. I, I'd mentioned it before. We had yep. five hens and one mature gobbler. All five hens successfully raised and hatched and raised at least eight some of them went more but every one of them was able to get at least eight turkeys to adulthood confirmed on camera confirmed yeah there's so many freaking turkeys running around and it makes me so happy and the coons are back i mean we didn't we didn't wipe out the species we've got plenty of coons on camera so we're gonna we're gonna do the same thing this year and not only we're gonna do, do it here i'm gonna move it into our other farms up the road yeah I'm going to start taking out coons. I mean, that's just... What you got to do. It The results speak for themselves. And all these biologists and crap, they can say what they want to. We trapped 18 coons, and we quadrupled our turkey population in one year. Yeah. You tell me. Yeah. I mean, it may not be the problem everywhere, but it was definitely the problem here. Yeah. I mean, it just... They can say what they want to, but the results speak for themselves. Yeah. And I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Yeah. I'm gonna keep beating that. I'm gonna keep beating that that, that drum until do. it busts. But I don't blame. If you. more I'm, people do it, guys, try it. Yeah. I mean, what what's it gonna hurt? Right. I mean, I know you. I don't like doing it. A lot of people don't like doing it because you really can't get anything for the skins anymore. If you take the time to skin it out, if you want a turkey hunt. Well, and it's your, it's I don't like to kill anything that we don't use. I mean, right. that's the thing. And you can eat raccoon. There's a lot of people eat it. If you've got a mm. crock pot, dude, don't knock it till you try it. Mm. We used to eat barbecue squirrel. coon growing up. Squirrel. And squirrel what? Mm. 
Squirrel what? Nothing. I'm just thinking that'd be mm, tasty. No, it, if you do it in a crock pot, put some barbecue sauce on it, it is really yeah. not bad. You can do, you can ki- shoot, you can cook anything in a crock pot. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, no, it ain't, I mean, not the ones at your house eating your trash and shit, but I mean, coons out in the woods are just eating everything everything else is eating, but still. Well, they're eating acorns and corn just yeah. like your deer. It's yeah, just a red meat. It's just in your head. Yeah, a little bit. You'll eat a bear, which is basically a giant trash pan yeah, itself. Giant, I yeah, mean, seriously. Coon. Yeah. True enough. I mean, True if, you, if you eat an old stinking ass bear, you ought to eat a raccoon. No, we skin a coon out. They've, mm, I don't know. They ain't very pleasant skinning a bear out either. Well, no, it's not, but. But anyway. Anyway, the point is. point is, give it a try. If you're seeing the same thing going on on your place as we have, if the turkey population is really struggling, you're not getting the hatches that you want. I mean, you still have factors like rain and weather and stuff like that to deal with but it's one less thing that's putting stress on this turkey population and right now we need all the help we can get yeah the more that's i mean the numbers are down substantially and the more that we get to hatch off the better chance we have of recovering from this and nobody wants to say this is the problem and i'm not saying this is the problem but it is a problem and it's one that we can do something about right if it's a bird flu or some kind of bullshit like that we can't do anything as hunters we can't do anything about that right but we this is what we do we right we target conservation yeah we target and go after certain animals and when deer season's not in turn your focus to those raccoons for a while i mean take out some if you take out 10 if you take out five, that's that many less to take out these yep. nests. Coons and yotes. Yeah, I mean, that's... I'm excited about some coyote hunting, too. That's that many less to start busting up these nests all spring, because it won't be long if spring's here. It'll I be mean, before you know it. It'll be here before you know it, and I can't wait. Like you say, we say this every year, but we got to get to South Carolina and kill some turkeys this year. I got a picture, a truck and picture the other day down there, yes. and there was like 25 longbeards standing there. I mean, hammers. Um, we have got to get down there and do some video. And That'd be sick. we went one day last year, didn't we? One day, and we day had before the kids started. Yeah, we had that one turkey right at us, and we couldn't get him yeah. killed. But we got to do it. We got to try to make it happen this year. We got to get where we can go for like three or four days. That yeah. would be the ideal situation. But yeah. So you had something else you wanted to talk about? We're completely off topic at this point. We're talking about deer hunters and the Orange Army and people shooting from their trucks and stuff. Got a problem. All right, what is Spot it? Spotlighters. Big time. I was sitting at the house. This has been about a week or so ago. Yeah. And so my house is surrounded by hay fields. Let yeah. me point that out. A lot of hay fields. So I have stuff, like mineral stuff there at the house. Deer come to the back door. Yeah. I ain't going to shoot them. I like to just look at them. Yeah. Like anything yeah. else, I like to look at them. And well, the other night I was, I was stood up off, I stood up to do something and I remember seeing like a red light from a back window of the house like what was that i'll take off out the back door there's somebody with a red light from the road <laughs> i didn't have nothing on me i put my flashlight out on my phone and fly, and hit it they took off fly. yeah it's like a old chevrolet truck or something yeah it's like well i doubt they'll be back it scared them to death <coughs> nope maybe different people last night we was watching george lsu game me and Lane was yeah and I have my entertainment center set up like it's got like glass door on it and stuff where I keep some old junk. And I seen headlights reflect out of that glass. I was like, what is that? And I looked back behind, I could see headlights right by the driveway, right in front of the door. Yeah. I hop up off the couch and open the sliding glass door and look and there's somebody face down the road 
with a spotlight in the field right beside the house. Right beside the Like, I could throw a rock at him. I would have. I was pissed. I'd have yelled at him. I did. I hollered at him, and I had my phone like that, and I hit the flashlight again. Same scenario. I mean, squeal tires out of her. You need to get you, like, one of them big million candle power spotlights and leave it beside the door. I've got and when one. they, whenever they yeah. do that, just hit them with it. Light them up. I'm going to. I mean, that's what you need to it, do because that's dangerous. Forget the poaching aspect of there's it. A, well, they were shining right last night. There's a house right behind that field. Yeah. Youngins live there and everything. It's crazy. People are idiots. People are crazy. Yeah, we deal with another situation where there's a guy <laughs> got, a, got a set up where... He's got permission, but it's just not a good idea. Right. And if you look at where his place he's hunting it, where he's shooting from, and look where his bait is, it ain't 75 yards on the other side. There's a house right there. And, I mean, it's a direct line. The The hill rolls a little bit, so you yeah. can't see the house. What is a freaking arrow? If you, see, if you shoot a crossbow, what's the arrow going to do? It's going to arc, yep. and it's going to go right across that hill. And, I mean, he's shooting right at a house with kids and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, use your brain. And right. not only is he, he's not just bow hunting, he's gun hunting. Right. And from the bait pile, it's literally 75 or 100 yards to the, those people's back porch. And people don't use their head when they get in a situation. They just go crazy over an yep. animal. It's it's nuts, man. Yep. It's crazy. Like. But, yeah, I would, if I was you, I'd just start lighting them up every time I seen Headlight stop or something. I'd hit them with a spotlight. Um, I gotta do something. Well, if Hopefully nothing else, they'll see. Them, well, if you hit them with a spotlight, they'll see. Hey, there's somebody else here watching us. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's irritating on the deer behalf. Like, yeah, I've got deer runner that I do hunt, but still, not even that is a fact. Like, I say the safety aspect of it. I mean, my well, you God. never know when there's gonna be one standing in the yard and they fire at it and shoot into the house. Right. I mean, well, if well going, the other ones was the other day. That's above, like the road comes past the house and over. There's a road that goes above it. Like yeah. they were shining down to the house, like the light hit the house. That's how I knew. Yeah, yeah, that's how you knew they were there. Right. I was like, what was that? And sure enough, people just don't care. No, they don't care. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's totally off subject. I was going to slip it in there earlier. And well, last week of bow season, boy, it works here was setting and stand heard a four wheeler go down the main highway. A few minutes, kaboom! And he said when the shot rang off, this is a main highway. This isn't a side road. This is a main travel yeah. area up here. As soon as the shot went off, cars started blowing their horns. He literally rode a four-wheeler down the main highway to a field, stopped in traffic, and shot a deer off of the four-wheeler during bow season. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, it just – some people, they they know no limits. No. They don't – nothing's going to stop them. It's crazy. Yeah. But – don't understand it. Those are the ones that give us a bad name as yep. as a community, as a hunting community. Yep. But you got to deal with the good and the bad. You can't control what everybody else is doing. Just control what you're doing and right. do the right thing. Hopefully, everybody else will get on board. Yeah. You never know. That'd be you never know. Well, guys, that's all I've got to talk about today. How about you? Uh, Yeah, I think so. As always, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you don't care wherever you're hearing this, get on there, leave us a rating, write us a review. It really helps us move up through the numbers and get our word out. It helps the podcast to grow. Um, We'd like to say thank you to all of our sponsors. I don't have the list here again today. But everybody that helps us with the Holler Hunters and with the podcast, thank you so much. We couldn't do it without your support. 
we've got we keep promising this and guys i'm i know it, there's some people getting frustrated but it's it we got more episodes coming we got them they're we've got them they're coming soon uh we're going to finish up last year's stuff and then we're going to immediately go into this deer yep. season we're going to just like we said we talked about this before we got on air here we're going to start cranking stuff out and it's not going to be as traditional as it has been where it's like every month we're just going to start producing them as soon as we get them ready to as soon go as it's out. up it's out yeah period. so <clears throat> you guys might be hit with quite a bit of us here before too long yeah. but that's You'll not be a tired bad of thing us by spring well that ain't a bad thing we're gonna no. get caught up we got a lot to show you guys from the end of last year and we've got some really awesome footage from this year so far really so. good stuff coming but anyway guys that's all i got that's all i got all right guys well thank you for listening to the back 40 skull sessions podcast thank you well they sure as hell know me in that my dog town 65 southbound in the middle of tennessee yeah i left black marks on every turn too sharp like voodoo can generally this segment of the back 40 skull sessions podcast is brought to you by realtree the official camo pattern of the appalachian holler hunters be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long.